0: Welcome to Don's Car, unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is JB, And I'm Nick. Uh, and uh my intro may have to change, uh, you know, on the back of this season. Um, of course, <laughs> we will continue to follow the team, but uh, gee, it's hard to say that with any conviction that we're the greatest Australian football team.
1: <laughs> That's you it know, mate. For- <laughs> it's... Uh- Look, mate, more accurately, it's probably like the uh, boys from the, sh- the Sash. I think it was their green button. we not very good, um, I think. Well, you can say that with a lot of conviction at the moment. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, mate, like, you know, I went to the game. You know, obviously, you know, living in Canberra, it's a bit hard for me to, to get to games um, as often as I'd like to. Uh, mind you, watching the game, I kind of... Almost uh, count myself lucky not to have to watch that week in, week out because, um, yeah, seeing it live, you can really see a lot of the holes of um, like where we're falling down. The, you know, whether it's the, the back line all getting sucked to the one ball, and then it's just so easy for the uh, opposition to, you know, work it around between themselves, you know, basically raffle up who wants to kick a goal to our forward line, no one movement. It's just stagnant there. It's so frustrating to watch, Jane. Um, and time and time again, uh, you know, we hug that that boundary line. And uh, how's that style of play
0: going for us? Uh, this is uh, how Mick Mulhouse used to play with Collingwood, always down the boundary. And, um, yeah, never worked, you know. Um, this is when they were on the downhill trend from, Obviously, 2010 era, but I mean, yeah, that's the way we're playing. We're trying to go, as you say, there's no movement up forward. So, um, yeah, but basically we're just forced to go down the line and, yeah, we get opened up so easily because we all, all our defenders chase the ball a bit. Like, they go, they push right up. Even our uh, deep defenders, they push right up. To the, um, you know, beyond the 50 meter line of the back line, which opens up this whole paddock. And other teams just know that they win the ball in congestion, they'll get the ball out and it'll be coming straight back, mostly in vacant space. And that's why we're getting scored again so easily. Um, The Menace, in me, mate, is, Kind of happy that you got to see it for once because well, <laughs> I, um yeah I've been suffering this. Uh, you know, I, obviously we we're all pretty happy with that last quarter against Hawthorn. Um, you hoped it would create a spark of energy or a little bit of confidence within the group, but um yeah mate we yeah beyond the ten minute mark of the first term it looked like all our fight was gone. It Did mate, and I think
1: you know. Last week, I don't, you know, we weren't the only ones like saying it was one quarter of football. Mm-hmm. One quarter of football, we got on top of them, um, and you know, all of a sudden you had, you know, Brasher and you had Xavier Campbell, you know, hugging and having a fat old time in the race after that winning against Hawks, who were bottom fourteen themselves. Jane. they're all, pack, you know, clapping each other on the back and that kind of stuff, um, and it was a false dawn because, you know, you can't you know, say, okay, off the back of that, now we're going to be good. Because um, most of us is expected we'd capitulate to this sort of um, style of footy we we played on the weekend. And I've, I'll tell you what, mate, like I'm getting real fed up. I'm not the only SNS supporter to do this, not already even any sort of football supporter. Um, because, you know, I guess one um, thing about the, the AFL, they want to create a, an even competition and, and all the rest of it, but they want an even strong competition because if you get you know, teams like us at the moment, we're, we're irrelevant in the competition and uh, you're not going to get many viewers um, you know watching watching the game and that kind of stuff. So the AFL is interested in making sure everyone's um, you know performing so you get plenty of eyes on TV, heaps of sponsors and all the rest of it. Um, and... You know, in our 150th year, our captain's 200th game for the club um, and we put out an effort like that, I just... Um, we're, we're a long way from where we used to be, James. Um, any goodwill that the, the club sort of bought last year from buying back into our history and, um, you know, getting the players to have a feel of where we came from as a football club, what we stand for, all the rest of it, that's gone, mate. Yeah. Um, because right now we've just fallen to the same shambles. I feel like we we thought we'd left um, at the back end of 2020, and yep, some serious questions have to be
0: asked. Hey, these kind of losses, if they continue, and we've already discussed our um, you know next few games. Um, now, obviously, we've got Richmond in the Dreamtime game this week. You know that's followed by Port Adelaide in Port Adelaide. You have a bye. And then you move to, I think it's St. Kilda at Marvel and then followed by Carlton in our 150th game. Mm. You know, like, you you lose all four of them, you become 2-11. And, you know, how, like, you know, I used to think, you know, Ben Rutten was untouchable. At some point, if you continue with these kind of performances, and that was just like lifeless performance on Saturday night. Yeah, yep. Yeah. If that's your coach, if there's any rebellion against them, like I'm going to say that, like it doesn't seem like the club or the players buy into what his messaging is. Um, at some point, mind you, our leaders are so weak, even at board level that yeah i couldn't see them making that kind of call because it it would take courage but like at some point somebody's going to pull the the trigger and say you know what um you know we thought this was the best advice that when we hired run it's not working um you know i never thought i'd even talk about contemplating moving truck on Mm -hmm. um but he, even his press conferences, mate, he looks absolutely lost. He doesn't know. Yeah. There's nothing in nothing in conviction that he says. Um, like, he doesn't. He just waffles on. Um, and it's just, yeah, to me, he's not uh, emphatic on what he actually says. Like, you know, he's not, oh, I've got steady, you know, I've got ground rules that, you know, if they've broken these players, you know, if they don't play that way... Uh, They'll wear, you know, they'll be dropped or they'll be this. Like I don't expect him to actually say that, but his actions picking the side, mate. It's almost the same twenty-two every week. Um, you know, in terms of you know, he never makes a strong statement. not like, to say that's it. Now you watch this week, you can guarantee Dylan Shield will get dropped. You know that has to happen.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and that's a, a pretty easy call. And I think he'll learn from his lesson last time. He won't make him a medical sub or anything like that. But, yeah, I just find with him, um, even listening to him in the brief moments we get him after a game, and he's, he's, not, he's not setting standards by the way he talks. Um, and, yeah, I think if we're 2-11, mate, um, you know, which is a real possibility, how is that going to be accepted by the club? As weak, of our, as weak as our leaders, the board, seem to be, how strong are they that they're going to accept that? Because I'll tell you what, if that continues, it's going to start costing their bottom line, which is their dollars, and they like to count their dollars, mate. So mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see what the club does um, if we do face that kind of, um, you know, if that situation where we're potentially 2-11, and Um yeah you know, for a side that made finals and let's that second half of last year mate we played some really good footy yeah. um we still struggled against the best sides but i mean like we were playing you know attractive brand of footy um you know i you know i hated losing but i could really cop what they were doing when they were, when they were playing well and uh, the way they were transferring the footy back to front. um you know we don't see that this year mate and when the going gets tough, the tough get going, it seems, for the Bombers. Well, I don't know about that, mate. But for mine, yeah, you
1: can. I guess the coach is always the one that... He's, he's the one in the public spotlight. He's the one that, um, you yeah, know, everyone says the buck stops with him. But I'm not sure if just changing the coach will, will fix our problems, mate. I personally um, still do have a bit of faith in uh, in track rutting, as as crazy as that sounds, Um but there's a total disconnect between obviously what his messaging is and you know what's what's happening with the players out on the ground now we have to remember that as a senior coach Ben Rutten is still very young like well, this is his you know second year I mean, you could argue third year but really second year as a senior coach um, of the side he's still got to work out okay how do I um, you know, make things work he's seen um, you know successful footballing systems James. Uh you know, and he's got good coaches around him. You got know, GNC Accuser, um, you got Carousella, obviously, they're no slouches, mate. They're very clever blokes. Um, but something is happening between you know, trying to get the, the messaging out to the players and the players being able to implement um, you know, the game plan and all that stuff um out on the ground. Now, um, there's there's reports that you know, even so Ben Rutten shows a, a calm face in front of the media. And even that's starting to um, to fade, mate. Like, you're starting to see a bit of frustration building into his pre- press conferences last couple of weeks in particular. Um, I mean, obviously not last week, but the week before that. Um, where, you know, apparently at the VFL game, James, like, Ben Rutten was, you know, almost sort of losing it. Um, just at how badly our structures that he was trying to implement have broken down now. I would um, I would have more faith if the club had put the hand up and say, look, yeah, we tried to implement this game plan. It's clear it's not working. Um, yep, we stuffed up. Um, but here's the here's the five steps or whatever it is that we're going to work on um, to improve as a football club going forward, going into the rest of the year, um, because it, yeah, it's not good enough. But I mean, it's not just truck's fault. So I, I'd still keep him on, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, unless you um, you, know, you get like a, a Clarko or um, a Choco womb someone to come in to do an external review and, um, and all this bit to work out, okay, wh- where are we
0: breaking down um, you know, in terms of expectations, all that kind of stuff. Oh, we- you just heard last week, mate, mm. Russia came in. We're not doing reviews, mate. We uh, are not doing reviews. Uh, yeah, we'll review internally, of course, but yeah, there's no need for reviews because remember? well, that's that's where the um that's where the problem
1: starts, Jane. Um, if you want <laughs> to open to external review, you're not open to objective, um, review from from someone who's purely looking at a performance focus on how do you get um, how do you improve your product, your brand, like that's that's essentially what would be bringing an external view for. Um, if you want to open to that you are not performance focused. And this is a performance um, enterprise, Jane. And um, yeah, you, you've got to go. I've, I can't back in, you know, anyone at senior leadership level um, who is not open himself to, uh, to review. Now we demand a lot from our players, Jane. We're not getting it, um, but equal, that should be across the club. That should be board level, should be coaches. Um, and certainly, right up to the the president, the CEO themselves, um, we have to expect performance from these individuals. On the financial front, yep, they've got plenty of um, you know, sponsors and stuff, and that's that's great, Jane. That's put us back in the black again. Um, but we're not performing on field, and it's both it's both the VFL and their AFL sides. We have was- two, we have two wins between like those two
0: sides, Jane. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like our men's program. Yeah, two wins. You know, it's just ridiculous. And again, it points out we did not invest any time into the VFL program. And guess what? When your draftees come in and they start playing for a team that gets smashed every week, guess what? Their confidence goes
2: down.
0: Mm. Um, how can they enjoy their footy when they haven't got a chance against some of these VFL uh, teams? And, you know, what they're going to generate confidence from playing. Footy like that, you know, that's the way I see it. Like, I just think that again, it's just another failing of our administration. Um, you know, we don't prioritise developing a culture and team that you can learn to win in. Like, you know, I really feel sorry for those first year draftees. How can they fall in love with the club when they play for a VFL team that gets smashed? And, you know, in some games, it's just uncompetitive. You know, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, uh, last week's game, uh, prior to the Sydney, they um, had a bite, had a practice match, mate. How's this for luck? They pl- had a practice match against Sydney um, uh, during this weekend. And uh, yeah, Nick Cox out for the rest of the year, injuring his ankle again. So, again, our performance team doing well, sending out players with uh, you know, returning from injury. I don't know how many times he's hurt his ankle this year, but like, he's done it well and proper this time. But again, going back to that game against the Box Hill Hawks, mate, I watched that game and it just got absolutely poleaxed. Like, you know, they were just in contempt of us. Like they could just waltz the ball up and back and forth. Um, yeah, it's just terrible. And again, no one seems to care at at administration level. It's just a matter of how many sponsors we got and you know, who, oh, did you know we've got a deal for members of so 25% off if you buy from one of our sponsors? <laughs> like, that's just... Uh, uh, I'm frustrated, mate. You can hear it in my voice. Um, and I, mean,
1: like, I I will say, like, on that, like, for the VFL, I, I feel for him, and you feel for Paul Cousins. Um,
0: oh, yeah, of
1: course. There, there's a bloke that's not... Um, <laughs> he's not paid by the club. He does it for love, and bloody hell, we've made it hard on him. Um Now, that side, Dave, they're obviously young due to the new rules that the AFL's brought into, I suppose, those linked clubs. Uh, You can only have a certain amount of um, uh, players over the age of 25 now, I believe it is. Um, So you're made up of a young list. Um, Yeah, and while we had, what was it, eight or nine AFL-listed blokes on that side, all of those guys um, were either returning from injury or, um, so playing low minutes, like they were managed. Um, or where, yeah, you know, they're not looking like um, bolting down the door of an AFL spot. They're still developing. So you've got, you know, Tom Heard. You've got, um, you know, young Wang and I don't think he even played against Box Hill,
0: James. Um, yeah, he did play. He got a goal. Ah, but, um, yeah. but uh, you know, I don't know. I've heard some talk that he may be injured as well. I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. But then you've got, yeah, Kean McBride, who's obviously, yes. I feel sorry for that Blake, too, mate. He's been around the club for three or four years now, but uh, his development's been stifled by, you know, COVID and all the rest of it. So the the AFL listed guys, I mean, you, you can't really call that. So we're playing very young side against a very experienced Box Hill outfit. Um, so, but that, the fact remains, James, as you said, like the VFL level hasn't been invested in, which you know has impacted um, on our performance at AFL level because you know, if you drop back to the VFL, you're not um, like the performance expectations, uh, the system is so, so far off what we sort of need. Uh, you're not set up for, uh, for success. Um, but like, so like really it needs to happen from the top. There needs to be a review, um, you know, at the board level um, because like we need a, a top-down uh, review if we've got to be successful at all we can't keep you know chopping, and changing with with coaches I, I don't think that's a your uh, silver bullet to success um, yeah and certainly I'd love for for someone you know even at the time when we were looking for a new coach um, you know, as much as we all hate him Jane like I would have I would have probably welcomed a Sam Mitchell to come to West and then like the I suppose the the um, passionate supporter of me doesn't want him anywhere near my club he's an absolute grub of a human but i tell you what mate he uh, he expects standards and he would not you know allow um you know the kind of efforts that we put out on the weekend to go unnoticed uncommented on um i'm sure there'd be some very um tough um conversations had and um and and that's what's you know sort of um, I suppose ultimately required of us at, at this level that, um, you know, it, the game's largely, um, you know, above the shoulders, James. Like, as good as your athletic ability might be and all this, the game's above the shoulders. And that's where we're losing the footy, the contested side of it. Um, you know, our willingness to stick to structures and uh, and play for each other um, more than just trying to seek, um, seek touches you know, individually. I think all of that needs to be. Um, you know, broken down and um, I suppose shown for what it is, as has been a sort of selfish brand of footy, this, um, I suppose, survival brand that we seem to be, um, you know, embodying from, you know, the, on the playing field, you know, surviving for your spot, you know, just trying to get the amount of touches you think might let you stay in the park to the board level where uh, you keep jobs for you and your mates, because, you know, that's, that's where you get um, value, but isn't actually actually bringing the, the club forward. I know I'm probably just spitting random nonsense, mate, because we're all <laughs> frustrated. But um, they're all the things going through my head at the moment, and it's um, it's just really disappointing um, from where we used to be as a club, Jane, um, You know, I saw uh, the bloke who labels himself as Albert Thurgood on Twitter showed, um, yeah, you know, just a video of hard hits from the 2000 era. You know, we had Solomon, Hardwick, Wallace, Lloyd, um, you know, even Heard. Jeez, they went hard, Jane. Uh, they did not let up all game. We are so far from that. It is not funny. And it's just, um, yeah, we're we're
0: a, not even a shadow of the club we used to be. Yeah, and how bad was uh, when Luke Parker... Now, he gested towards um, Dylan Shield, I mm. Canada, mate, six times. Yeah. This twitch, you know, like ducking his head. like yeah. um, Six times he did it and not one of our players, like Matthew Lloyd commented on this too, not one of our players mm. remonstrated with Parker. Yep. Not one of our players stood up to Parker. Mm. Um, yeah, and that, that just says everything about the players we have. Um, Matthew Lloyd uses the term they're just too nice they're um, they're, they're, there's no mongrel in them and there's no one there to do it And I was going through it mate I was going through it look um, probably Jake Stringer would probably be one person I think might have something to say if something like that happened Um, (laughs) Dev Smith is another one that's right um, another one that I thought of that we haven't seen yet mate but based on his uh, small history with the club uh, I reckon Patrick Voss mate when he, I reckon he's got a bit of mungle in him too so um, unfortunately he's got a stress fracture in his foot um, but yeah he's, he's a big kid for 18 years old I don't have to see him mate but um, yeah like I, I mean this. No one there with any bigger that I see. Um, you know, even when Zach Merritt, you know, cop what he got, not one player went to remonstrate. Yeah, that was yeah, that, that was, was terrible. Life.
1: That was really disappointing because, like, Zach Merritt is a guy who sets high expectations um, for himself um, uh, and his team members, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, you know, his leadership journey is one that's been sort of well documented um, you know he, he was uh, raised to the leadership group because of those standards he set dropped the next year from that group because oh the other players didn't like him thought he was a bit hard on the on the other players and um you know i wonder if that sort of made him a bit unpopular with the group and um so when that sort of stuff happens no one goes to his aid uh if that's the case um then the Essendon Football Club needs to have a bloody hard look at itself um, because there's a bloke who, um, you know, it would be very rare, James, we would say Zach Merritt, um, yeah, has a bad game or shirks a contest. Um, uh, yeah, you can you can not like your, your teammates and that's fine, but they're wearing the same sash as you. And if you're not willing to stand up for the sash, um, you yeah, <laughs> know, what a howie is as, as a football club. Yeah, um, one bloke. Right, actually, there's a couple of young blokes um, that I like. I, I, I saw going to you know, plenty of contests with, um, you know, plenty of heart and vigor. And that was um, Archie Perkins and, and Ben Hobbs, Jane. Oh,
2: yeah, um, they look good.
1: They like, and they're very raw. They, you mm-hmm. can see, um, you know, Perkins while he's got beautiful delivery by foot, he's still got to work out the patterns and, and all the rest of it. But when there's a tackle to be had. He had a game high, five tackles for the SM Football Club, James. Out of 30. Five of 30. Um, so if there's a tackle to be had, he bloody makes him stick. Ben Hobbs, he only laid the one tackle, but I saw him running all night. I saw him getting into um yeah, into fisticups and all the rest of it. Um, one bloke who I thought improved from and I've I've been very critical, critical of him, Jane, is um uh, Andy McGrath. Um, yeah, when Jai Corwell got smashed by McCartney. Um, you know, Andy McGrath was a bloke to go in and fly the flag and say, no, nah, you don't do that to our players. Um, that was the one moment where I thought, oh, the, the boys have finally clicked. Um, but, yeah, that lasted all about two minutes before we fizzled out. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to say, like, I, I love that vision of Lloydy um, saying, like, oh, I would have ironed him out that next contest. Um because that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, we used to see back in the day. Like, you would never, um, uh, you know, see someone like... There's an old one with um, uh, Mick Martin. I think it was Mick Martin. He, he dragged James Heard, you know, by jumping for about 20 metres or something, James. Um, and Rob Shaw got into the boys. And was like, no one will ever do that to an Essendon player again. Um, and you saw that in their attitudes, Jane, because if anyone, you know, got someone off the ball or whatever, that next contest, that player knew that there was someone coming coming for him, like a steam train. Um, and that's the, like, if you give away a free kick, well, you give away a free kick, but that player is going to think twice about, um, you know, making stupid, scared gestures uh, to him. But no, a, a players are a too nice. Um so yeah, I love the the passion that Lloydy, um, uh showed in the uh, the um, on that show yeah. there because um, like you, you can see that like the former players are hurting. They're like, this is the the club I, I bled for. This is the club I, oh, I mean, I've done all this stuff for. And look how far they've fallen. I, I wish there was someone like a um, like a Lloyd or um, yeah someone who would come into the club and just say, nah, that that level is not good enough. Uh, you need to lift or you need to find alternate employment um, because that's not what we stand for at the Essendon Football Club.
0: I think a, a big problem, mate, um, is Xavier Campbell. Mm. Um, I don't think he's open to criticism. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, like, even when Dan Richardson got the chop, Um yeah, and there was contention on what that was about. It was, it was kind of sudden, if you remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think that Xavier Campbell has to answer to a lot of the situation we're in now. So we are basically, he's our CEO. He makes a lot of the decisions. Um, people say he's not a football person. He doesn't do the football side of it. I call bollocks on that. Yeah, um, yeah I think he puts his nose in. And he's done that continuously. Um, Dean Wallace, mate, yep. do you remember when he said these uh, the people there are imposters? Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're in the shell of the Essendon Football Club, but they're not, they don't have the heart or the soul of it. Um, yep. We saw what happened to Wally. Um, yep. You know, off he went. Um, so you're not allowed to have an opinion unless it gels with Xavier. And that's the way... He, it is. It's a dictatorship. That's what it looks like, and um, yeah, where's it got us? Absolutely nowhere. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, at a loss. And you know, to think the same cronies, and I'll, I'll call them that, and I'm talking with disrespect, but that's yeah, they've disrespected my footy club. That's why I'm looking at
2: it.
0: Yep. Now, these same cronies are looking after themselves. They don't make any changes. They just we'll keep the status quo because it's working well. And like other clubs have gone through these hardships and look, they've come out the other side. Well, they didn't do it with the same people there, you know, there was yeah. some tough decisions needed. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately our club and the people running the club don't have the balls to make the decision. and Probably the best I can say. of it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be
1: all in for that. Jabe. um, Oh, that's what we need. We need an Obi Wan Kenobi uh, <laughs> as a, as our only hope. Um, yeah, because right now, um, you yeah, know, as much as they they say, "Oh, you know, we're a um, we're a footy club that's you know united and aligned in uh, in vision and and strategy and all of it." We are such a divided football club, James. And I'll tell you what, being at the game as well, James. Um, yeah, I saw the obviously the the boys out on the ground. Um, they're just pre match training drills. And, you know, obviously it's um, a bit fraught to sort of um, judge anything on that. Um, but I remember saying to you, like, oh, you know, I can see Shield, he's, he's running through, he's kicking some goals on the run. But when I looked back, he was doing everything on him, on his own. He's doing run throughs on his own. It was just, um, you yeah, know, pick up a footy in the middle of the ground, run towards goal, kick it through, and then go off and do some more run throughs on his own um now i don't know about you James. um we don't normally uh play as you know 22 individuals on the field we play as a team um so you're more team oriented players like your drapers guelphie um all those guys they're all doing their their drills as a team because that's the kind of um i suppose unit kind of focus we want to work on um now, obviously, I'm, I'm singling out Shield, but I'm sure that would apply to uh, to others as well. He just sort of stood out to me at the moment, and you definitely saw that out in the park, Jay, because I, he was one in particular I thought was playing a very individual game, and it didn't really work for him, uh, nor nor the team on the night. And um, you yeah, know, I, I was with um, I was with someone at the game, James, who like never really watched footy before, um, and they made a couple of observations, you know, like, why, like, how come they're not playing as a team? They're playing as, you know, just individuals out there just trying to get their own ball. Uh, what, How come, you know, the, the game is always played over the other side of the ground? Like, it's always skirting around the edges. And um, well, I suppose they're they're very sort of simple observations that, you know, it's not just, um, you know, us, you know, I suppose making things up or, you know, oh, we used to play this way. So um, that's what we expect. Like some of us, you know, we have lived in the past. We have thought, oh, yeah, we're a team with 16 premierships. That's all in the past. This is a, you know, someone just observing the game going, why do they do that? And I guess, you know, your your questions can start there. Like what were we doing over pre-season to, I suppose, implement a game plan or... um, you actually gel as a team unit. Um, You know, you've introduced new blokes to the club, so obviously your draftees, but also like Jake Kelly, is an experienced player. But I tell you what, at the game, James, like looking at that defence, they are not working together at all. Um, And I don't put it on Jake Kelly, um, but I don't think their roles are um, actually designated or communicated very well because so often um, all our defence would go towards the one footy and Sydney just had, you know, forwards running a amok, um, giving themselves plenty of options and creating plenty of avenues for goal.
0: Watching how many baths Sydney could take inside 50. Mm. And every time we went forward, it was always a contest, you know, and um, that's nothing more than effort, you know, and also knowing, you know, how to defend and, you know, we started pre-season early. as was well celebrated at the time.
2: Yep.
0: I will be ahead of the curve because we're uh, starting our training early. Well, you know, what did they learn? That's what I'd have to ask. Um, you know, we're playing a horrible brand of footy. Uh, and I can honestly say even when we beat Adelaide, uh, which we were lucky to do, we won by four points.
2: Yeah.
0: We didn't do that convincingly at all. No. I reckon I've seen us play one and a half good quarters for the season. And, you know, after nine rounds, that's just, you know, poorly. You know, and I'll go to every game, mate, but I've I've got to say I haven't enjoyed it. You
2: know,
0: I'm going out of loyalty to that jumper. But, um, you know, I... I just sit there sometimes and uh, honestly waiting for the game to finish um, because it's an unattractive brand. Um, and just to what, yeah, your frustration just builds because you, you would have seen it too on Saturday night, mate. You mm. just see the same thing where they get sucked up the ground leave their opponents free. They get a free kick and then they're open and then they run into goal. You just, you yeah, know, it's rinse and repeat. And um you watch that and up and you just think, well, you know, this is a clueless game plan, um, clueless in a sense that no-one must know what their role is. Um, and secondly, if that's happening, you've got all week to address. And, you know, if you've got the same people not following the game plan, well, guess what? Who cares about their reputation? Drop them. Yep. And just set standards and say, oh, I don't care and you get paid 800000 a year. You don't play a game plan. You play in the VFL. Um, I'll try someone else to see if they've taken on instruction. But yeah, you know, we've got no conviction, mate. So we don't do that. We just go status quo because you know, things will change eventually. Hopefully, that's the way our club works.
1: Yeah, well, uh, hopefully that's a that's a word I, I keep yep. hearing from our players. Um, you know, I've heard Andy McGrath talk about hopefully. I've heard Zach Merritt talk about hopefully. Other, uh, you know, Dyson Apple talk about. Hopefully, hope doesn't cut it, mate. You know, I don't. I don't doubt that these guys are are putting in work on the training track. But what I do doubt is, you know, their like their semblance of a game plan, their conviction to that game plan, um, or even just their conviction to fight for the jump up. Because, um, yeah, I, I certainly did see it on the game, and and you know. Talking about you know levels of frustration like time and time again, and you would have seen it um, every time you're at the game, Jane. You can just see the the opposition structure up beautifully. Like there were some times where I could see, you know, from the half forward flank um of sorry, their half back flank uh to their forward pocket, like a full row of blokes. There would have been four blokes in that line, not one of the ARS and players was within five metres of those players. So they had options all around the ground. So when it looks like we're getting overrun with so many numbers, like that's where they're getting their numbers. Like they're just, you know, already in position, working for each other and working as a, a well-formed unit. And we are, um, yeah, we're not even close to that. Well, um, look, you know, we started the game... Uh, James, um, yeah, sorry to everyone who listened to our rants, but um, no doubt there'll be plenty more of those as we go along. <laughs> uh, we started the game, James, and I thought, um, look, I know this is in probably in bad taste, but, yep, it was Dyson Heppel's 200th game. Um, but, geez, he loved it, James. He was getting around, hugging everyone and, and all the rest of it. And I get it, yep, 200 is, a, is an excellent milestone, you know, a great achievement. Um, but your mind has to be on the football game. Yeah, you, know, you can't spend you know five minutes, you know, making sure you shake every hand and you know kissing every baby and all the rest of it. Um, so I, I, just thought, yeah, you know, are we are we here to play or are we here just to celebrate Dyson as a human? Um, that was the question. And uh, so we got the first scoring shot, James. You know, and Francis took a nice mark, and I thought, oh, here we go. Um, but he. He missed a shot, unfortunately. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Sydney got a, a couple of looks up there and, you know, saw the first um, shot on goal from Lance Franklin. I'll tell you what, mate, um, he he could have really uh, buried us, Lance Franklin, throughout the course of the game. But, um, you yeah, he was he was a bit like uh, Gunston the week before. Didn't quite um, get him through. But uh, Sam Wicks um, got their first goal uh, before... Um, yeah, Ben Hobbs had a shot, and then Aaron Francis did make good, um, and kick a goal to, um, you yeah, know, to get us on the board.
0: And yeah, I thought that was a, a good set, laugh, because, uh, you know, going up, you know, against uh, Sydney up there, you, you don't want to get too much momentum. So it was good to get a quick reply, uh, you know, to Wix's goal, and we had a bit of control, like, with well, the ball was staying down there for a little bit of time, but, um, yeah, again, uh, you know, it wasn't long before Sydney, you know, had most of the possession. And uh, as you were saying before, mate, with Franklin, uh, he may not have kicked as many goals, but geez, he set up a many with his yeah. great field kicking.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, and we saw Heaney again. He um, he's usually a dirty dick uh, for any goal, but he, he missed that one there. Uh, saw any Kind have a shot, and then uh, we saw Ben Hobbs have a nice little crumb and. Uh, snap one through for
0: goal. Yeah, great. And that was similar to uh, the goal uh, that was overruled last week. Like <laughs> where he, he was at the feet and got it. No one touched it this time. And um, yeah, I'm quite impressed with Ben Hobbs. I think uh, you know, he's one that's got to keep playing him um, as many games as he can.
1: Absolutely, mate. Uh, now, unfortunately, we saw James Bell um, kick one for Sydney. Uh, and that was followed up a couple of minutes later. Uh, by Tom Hickey, the big ruckman, um, who put one through. Now, he's he's feasted on us before, James,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Tom Hickey, and that goal was followed up not long later by Will Hayward. Um, more pain could be piled on by Papley, but he missed. Um, and uh, yeah, so Peter Laddams missed as well. Uh, before right at the death of that quarter, Sam Wicks kicked his second goal. And I tell you all right, red time goals, absolute killer for us. And yeah, we ended up, yeah, as as much as the start of the quarter, we, we were sort of um, you know, with them. We ended up finishing that quarter down by 20 points. So uh, two goals, 315 to their five goals, 535.
0: Yeah, it was a um, like I said, I thought we went for went with them mm. yeah, for about half a quarter. And um, yeah, then Sydney clearly got on top. And it was just the ease that they were transferring the footy was worrying me. Um, and I hope that quarter time that would be addressed. Yep, yeah, And uh,
1: unfortunately, mate, doesn't seem like that message got through. You know, we saw messages up, sorry. Um, um, yeah. Scoring shots to Franklin, Papley. Um, fortunately, they, they missed their scoring shots there, um, but they're not going to miss all the time. And Lance Franklin finally bobbed up um, for a goal. Um, before, you know, uh you know, Haywood had another, had another shot. Um, they were just getting, yeah, you know, so many shots at goal, Um It was getting really worrying. Um, yeah, out of well, desperation. Lucky they weren't
0: kicking straight, you know, because yeah. they had so much of the footy. And they were in pretty kickable uh, areas. So it yeah. wasn't like long bombs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. just accuracy.
1: Yeah, certainly was, mate. Um, you know, out of desperation, you, know, you saw Jordan Ridley come up the ground and, have a shot for goal, um, which was a stray. And then we saw Sydney just open us up through the middle of the ground. You know, Chad Warner, James, had a paddock in front of him. Really, he could have ran straight in and, um, yeah, had a shot for goal. I think, he, yeah, maybe the moment got, it, got the better of him because he missed that shot, but certainly looked look for all money like he was going to slam it through. Um, but the Swans weren't done when uh, Errol Golden um, kicked one through.
0: It was just like, yeah, it's halfway through the second term. Um, we hardly behind a shot. And you just watch Sydney, you know, miss after miss, you know, a couple of goals, but they missed so many opportunities. And um, you just thought, surely at some point we'll get some, you know, possession and we can, you know, make them pay for all these misses. And it was mm-hmm. great to see Archie get a goal. That's it, mate. And again, that was from tackling pressure. Um, so he made a great tackle
1: holding the ball um, and slotted it through, which is great to see. Um, and, you know, again, that it's that effort put in. Like, we don't always get rewarded for it, um, but you've got to put in the effort to actually, you know, get that reward. So he laid a beautiful tackle there. He's got a good technique. Archie Perkins um, certainly has improved a lot since last year where, you know, he uh, let a few guys go. Uh, but unfortunately, as good as that, goal was. Um, We saw some pain come through when uh, Lance Franklin and Luke Luke Parker kicked goals in quick succession.
0: Yeah, and uh, Mr Parker, um, certainly we had a thing to say to Dylan Shield that might have been later in the game, was it? Or was it that time?
1: Um, No, I think that one was was later in the game. Um, But certainly by this stage, uh, Zach Merritt had already been laid out um and that was just uh, like it was off the ball that's so obviously um yeah he's been given a week there but
0: he's appealing that too
1: uh, I'm sure he would because mm. um yeah what's what's he got to lose really but mm. like again it's no one stood up for him and no one um you know went to no one even went to Zach Merritt to like pick him up and say come on mate, um let's lift his as aside or anything like that. Um, so which is disappointing. Uh, but look finally we got a, um, a goal to Peter Wright. Um, but I tell you what mate, um, from watching the game, I was so disappointed in Peter Wright. He's so like I don't think he's lazy but um, I remember it, um, there was a time where um, Jaden Laverde had the ball just outside. Uh, 50, And obviously, you know, Sydney's a smaller ground. Um, both Peter Wright and Aaron Francis are just looking at uh, Laverty, um, like <laughs> no movement at all. So, what's Labs supposed to do? Um, you know, he tried to put it into a dangerous spot, um, but like without that movement, you know, indicating where do you want the footy, um, I just, it was just so frustrating. And, um, you know, I, I really feel, uh, the defenders of the Essendon Football Club right now because yeah, you know, when your mids aren't providing that defensive coverage, and you know, even when we get the ball down forward, they're letting it out so easy because they're not creating that that contest or or even leading for the football to you know get scoreboard pressure going the other way. Um, they're like they're just hung out to dry time and time again, so um, yeah, that was that was frustrating at the game. Um, look, Peter Laddams for them had another shot on goal, but um, he missed. Um, but at the end of, uh, the half, James, uh, they'd stretched their lead. So we were four goals, four, 28, uh, to their nine goals, 12. And when you think about it, James, like, yeah, they could have been, they could have blitzed us already. We had eight scoring shots, um, to their 21, uh, just at that stage of the game. Uh,
0: a, a pretty weak effort, you know, just watching that. And, uh... He you know, just thought, uh, Here we go. We've had that, yeah. You know, uh, like I think Nick Rewalt said it really well. We had our sugar hit of uh, having a good win, and um, yeah, you know, that will keep us comfortable for a little bit, but uh, yeah, you know, like this that kind of performance is really weak. And as you say, it's right, 200th game for Dyson Hempel, and you know, the club and the players didn't stand up for him, but I was hoping. Would, um, yeah, Trak apparently gave a pretty animated, um, you know, briefing to the team at half time. Um, and uh, we saw at least initially a little bit of reaction at the start of the third term. Yeah, we did. So we
1: saw Nick Martin um, get an early shot on goal. Uh, unfortunately, he missed uh, before we saw Peter Wright um, kick one through the big sticks.
0: That was a good goal by him. It was uh, in play, so he usually kicked most of his goals from set shots. But that was actually a snap, you know, where he you know, didn't have much of a space to get it and kicked a nice goal.
1: He did. Uh, I think we saw the Swans just get a bit of a run on. So we saw McDonald have a ping. He uh, missed. Papley kicked a goal uh, before Lance Franklin kicked another uh, point. And he was just getting so many chances of goal, Jane. We were very lucky. He was, he was in, inaccurate on the night. Um, again, yeah, we, we just went for um, uh, anything we could get with uh, Jordan Ridley, um, you know, trying to get one through the big sticks, but he was uh, unlucky. Uh, and then we finally saw a bit of play where um, uh, it looked like we, we were going to be able to um, you know, hit some open targets and uh, there was a kick coming to Caldwell and Caldwell got absolutely crunched by McCartan um, yeah, I thought it was a. Bit, uh, I could see it both ways. Um, at the ground, I thought you bloody dog. You know, you knew it was coming kind of for that, and you made sure he um he earned that that mark. Um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, we we sort of lauded uh, Peter Wright's effort the week before on Impey. So I can I can see that both ways. Um, and finally, we saw a bit of fight back. That's where you know McGrath went in and. Um, yeah, remonstrated. Yeah, you know, we saw a couple of other blokes get in there. Draper got in, got involved. Um, I thought finally the blokes are, are gelling together. They look like they're um, yeah going to fight for each other. Um, yeah, we did get a scoring shot out of that, but only um, you know one behind to, to Durham and Jack Cobble Obviously went off. Um, we heard at the end of the game from track that it looked like a bit of an AC joint issue. Um, so we'll I guess we'll find out the extent of that. Um, but then, you know, after that, um, yeah, that was the limit of our fight back uh, and Sydney just took control. So we saw uh, Lance Franklin kick another behind, Heaney missed another shot, Hayward kick a goal, Papley kick a goal uh, before finally uh, Nick Martin, um, yeah, Nick Martin got one like in the in the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, that was our chance to lift and uh, and we lowered our colours and... Yeah, Sydney just took control.
0: Yeah, that goal you talk about um, in the fourth quarter, Mm.
2: uh,
0: that was 17 seconds in uh, to the last quarter. Mm. And I believe that was our last goal. So uh, we basically went through the rest of that quarter in the last, not even like getting another goal to kick six for the game. You know, when you watch the, uh, the opposition have so many shots at goal, it's pretty poor. But, um, yeah, nice goal by Nick Martin. Um, mm. you know, in a tough night for him as well. But like he, he didn't stop trying and still looked like he had a bit of class.
1: Yeah, he did. But um, that's the, he's a, I guess I kind of see him at the moment. He's being used as a bit of a link player. And it's not easy when both sides of the ground are falling down so badly. Yeah. Um, so didn't, I suppose, uh, uh, didn't offer itself to his best attributes the um, game, but he certainly uh, tried his heart out. But so at the end of the third quarter, we were down five goals, seven to their 12 goals, 16. Uh, so again, they just stretched that lead out a bit more and uh, that continued in the fourth. Yeah, we got the goal from Nick Martin, uh, but then there were goals to, uh, to Heaney, um, uh, another one to Kennedy, um, and really they... They had so many other shots at goal eight that could have really uh, pummeled us, but um, yeah, they didn't. And they ended up, um, you know, 14 goals, 21. Uh, you know, you imagine if they were as accurate as Collingwood were against us the Day, Jane. Yeah. Yeah, that it would have been 120 point drubbing, easy. Um, and that's what it felt like at the game. Like, we would have smashed from pillar to post. As Truck said at the end of the game, like that scoreline flattered us. Um, yeah, even though we uh, we lost by sixty eight points, um, it felt like a, a lot more than that, James. Um, uh, or fifty eight points, rather. Um, yeah, we were just belted all over the ground. Um, yeah, we we barely put up a yelp, and um, yeah. Obviously I I travel from Canberra, so um, yeah, bit of a trip. That's that's your yeah, whole weekend. But I was next to a bloke, you yeah, he and his partner traveled from Melbourne to come and see the game, and there were plenty more of those, Jane. Um yeah. and yeah, the supporters like we love the club. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as much as the um the relationship um between the fan and the club is a bit like a yeah, it can feel like a bit like an abusive relationship relationship sometimes, Jane, where you're like, Oh, it can't be good for me, but but I still love it. Um, mm. uh, and that's, that's kind of how we're feeling at the moment. And, you know, when the club is being, um, yeah, last, yeah, in 2016, when, um, yeah, we we're at our, our lowest point, really, like we were filled with top-up players, whatever, I felt, yeah, oh, even though we weren't expecting wins or whatever, that's about as honest as, a football side as I've seen for a long time in terms of effort we would we never doubted effort you know you had blokes like Matty D running around um you know, trying his absolute best he was never it was always you know never quite up to it but geez he, he put it all out there Jane um yeah you know, even last year you know effort was was a non-negotiable I, I, like apart from the first what I what do you reckon Jane like five six games of last season from that point we really lifted and, um, yeah, I've started to get a bit more, more trust in it. But this year has just been an absolute kick in the guts um, for us as fans. Because, um, I mean, you, you look at the, uh, the stats, obviously the one highlighted, um, you know, all around, it was, it was 30 tackles uh, for the entirety of the match um, on the SCG, which is a small ground game. Um, yeah, and, and Sydney, who had more of the ball more scoring opportunities were in front for, you know, the vast majority of the match had 56. They nearly doubled our tackle count, but they had more of the ball. That is absolutely damning for mine um, because that, that just shows effort. They wanted it more. Um, There's there's, um, very, um, you don't need a lot of skill to, um, you know, to to lay a tackle or, um, or all the rest of it. And we had, just so far off it um, yeah it's really um yeah it's just really sad from where this club used to be there's a proud football club uh you know they a couple of weeks ago they wanted this big tour around the country look at our 16 cups look at how bloody shiner they are aren't they great that's the club we used to be Jane. Yeah. We, we have not been that club for 20 odd years and um yeah certainly i, I think the, the fans are sick of it um we're done. We've been through this before I and mean, we change?
0: Yeah, change. Uh, it's just got to, it's got to happen. It's, and it's uh, at board level that's got to change. Um, unfortunately, mate, like, I've been a member for 30 years and, um, look, we get sucked in when we do our voting ballots. Essendon will put up our ex-champion sometimes. You'll see Simon, Matt, You'll see Sean Wellman. Uh, in the past, then Chris Heffman, you've seen you now Kevin Sheedy. Um We are voting for them based basically of our memories of them as players or coaches. Um, you, know, and it's, you know, if we've got somebody we don't really know much about, they don't really have a chance. And, um, mm. you know, we're talking to Paul Cousins, um, you know, obviously. I'm not speaking for Paul, but like when he was on the board, um, he knew he was going to be up against, when uh, he was up for re election, he's going up against Sean Wellman. Yeah. Now, you know, most uh, SM uh, people are going to say, well, I know Sean Wellman. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not 100% sure on Paul Cousins. I'm not sure what he done. I don't know what his portfolio was for the year. Um, yeah, I'll go with Sean Wellman, you know, because and, – and I'm guilty of that at the time. Yep. Um, yeah, because, you know, that's, it, that's your Essendon people that you, you remember watching fondness and, um, you know, we're good players. But obviously once they get in there, it's just really comfortable in there, mate, because everyone looks after themselves. They all just, uh, you know, probably get heaps of perks, you know, like the best seating and so forth. But – No one, I don't hear any anger, frustration, vigor coming from that board. Um, And, you know, they're the the people who we've trusted to look after our footy club. And they're not doing a good job of it. And if they can't realise that, then change is required. But how does change happen when, you know, without... I called for it, mate. On Blitz, you know, um, I just threw it out there. Like, where's our rebel group? You know, where's our people who are sick of watching this? Where are the people who with high ranking that high ranking enough to actually, they, you know, they could easily get like a you know, a Matthew Lloyd, for example, or Andrew Welsh, somebody like that, um, on as part of their ticket. Yeah, you know, maybe not to run it, but there must be people out there who are hurting just as much as us who want to see our footy club progress. And how many of people watching this or listening uh, to what Essendon are putting out out there this year would have any confidence that Paul Brasher and Xavier Campbell are going to lead us through this mess? Mm.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's the thing I've like, we need, yep, we do need strong leadership. Um, look, and as much as you know, I'm sure um, you'd love to do it. I'd love to do it, James. Um, we just don't have the backing. I, I, I don't have the the nouse for it. Um, I'm happy to put my hand up and, and say that. I don't have the the funds for it or, or anything like that. Um, and so like, we do need someone who's um, you know, not afraid to make some hard calls um, and be unpopular. Um, uh, at the club, at some degree, you know we saw uh, when Kevin Sheedy came to the the club from Richmond. Yeah, plenty of people didn't want him there, um, uh, but yeah, he came in and he made change, Jane. And you know he had those players playing for him. Um, so obviously, yeah, uh, yeah, that was what forty years ago plus now, Jane. Um, Sheedy's not the man for that anymore. You need someone with a bit of fire in the belly. Um, uh, they can uh, see a lot of things through. Ideally, even someone who has limited connections, um, you know, with, with those board members um, that's not afraid to ruffle feathers and, um, you know, put the, the club's interests um,
0: before, you know, individual board members' um, business interests. Um, so-, so the club, club I wanted to bring up mm. um, in this realm was like, Last year you heard a lot of rufflings at Collingwood. You know, Jeff Brown had this ticket and he was coming there and Collingwood wanted to stop everything from making an EGM happen. Um, so there's lots of negotiations trying to work out what was going to happen before, you know, things really imploded. Uh, and you know, it brought upon some change. Now I'm not using Collingwood as a template of um, success, though no, don't get me wrong, but it definitely created the change at the top level, um, and, and time will tell what that does on field. But yeah, honestly, there's no one in Essendon, or even outside of Essendon, that is even trying to get, yeah, a, a ticket up. It doesn't sound like, and uh, yeah, I, I feel sorry for people who have in the past tried to, or, or realised that things aren't working, and um, have tried to bring it up, but. The board up there is so united and connected that um you haven't got a chance, and that's what I mean. Like you, 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 the people are going up against our current board. They've got one hell of a battle because of how tight everyone is. It's just unfortunate that's the only place we seem to be united, mate. That's great. Everyone looking after their own jobs, and you know the the joys of. Saying, oh, I'm an assistant board member. I get the best seats in the house. Um, you know, like I get the you know, host president lunches and dinners and so forth. For you know, uh, and the question you'd ask is, and w- what have you achieved in that role? You know, <laughs> what have, how have you taken the club? Where have they gone? You know, no one's mm. no one's coming out. And you, know, you can't couldn't say, you know, I, I used to laugh. Um, when they said Xavier Campbell was. Uh, a candidate to take over from Gill. Well, mate, that would be a dream come true if that was ever happening. But, like, his reputation and brand must be so damaged now, I can't see him being in the race to take uh, over from
1: him. Well, I mean, one thing he can do, he can... It sounds like he can sell ice to Eskimos. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got all these sponsors to the club. And don't get me wrong, like we needed that. Um, at the time from the saga, like the club was on its knees. We were millions of dollars in debt. Um, we're still over the hangar to build and all the rest of it. They've achieved that. Um, so, yeah, for mine, I'd, I'd love to say thanks for your service, saviour. but it's time for us to move in a new direction now. We need performance on the park. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, something needs to happen um, because, you know, right now, yeah, you know, it's not just us. Our snuffy supporters, James. Um, yeah, you're getting people who are quite connected to the club. You know, you, you Rob Shaws um, on all this kind of like, just sort of saying, look, you know, you, um, basically you don't, you don't build it on hope. You have to, um, you have to really work for it. and You work together for it. Um, there's a there was a quote. Um, yeah, you know, Rob Shaw said on his Twitter. He goes, look if a you're talking about our player development all the rest of it. And he goes, look, if a, if a flower doesn't bloom, you know, you don't try to, you don't just change the flower, you change the environment in which you need it to grow. And I think, yeah, that really speaks to the, the problems of where Essendon is at the moment, you know, whether it's player development, whether it's, um, you know, the, the coaches and all the rest of it, um, the environment, of the Essen Football Club is not a place where, you know, people are able to, to grow and develop and all the rest of it. Um. So a serious hack out is needed, um, uh, and I think yeah that that's definitely at all levels. I've, I've obviously talked about yeah board and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, we really, really need to look at our recruitment department because yeah you look at the the players we've got out there, and while they might be good individually, um, the makeup as a whole um, of our of our list um, is just not. Um, mess mate it's an yeah, absolute it's, mess it's a mess you've got so many blokes you know who are so short like again you know my friend who joined me at the footy was like why are your teams also why is your team also short and like the city team like they just you know they're able to take the ball out at will because they're like they're they're taller they're stronger um, and all the rest of it Um, so you know when you um, yeah, when you hear that it's like bloody hell like yes we might be good contested ball winners but where do we go from there we've got no, sort of point of difference there. So, the recruitment side sort of thing needs to look at, but also the playing list. Um, you know, and and now's the time, James. You think? Uh, look, we've got the last of our um, saga players on the list at the moment in in Heppel and, and Hurley, and look as as great as servants as they've been, Jane and as as good as captain as as Dyson Heppel might have been. Um, yeah, I I had confidence in him up until a couple of weeks ago, but. That playing list is not playing for him. Um, I don't think it's it's time for for Dyson hepplers as, as easy as, it is, as you know, for someone on the outside to, to call time on someone else's career. Um I think, you know, for the Essential Football Club as a whole, moving forward, we we have to move on um, from the saga. We have to, you know, rebuild if we're uh, to develop into a into a successful side um,
0: in future. And the thing is also, um, Tyson is he's a wonderful contributor to the footy club, like, mm. um, and he's been a, a great servant of the club. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if he'll finish up this year. I, I, I suspect that Essendon being Essendon, you'll get another year, um, possibly not as captain. But um, what I would say is that his style of uh, you know, leading the team doesn't work. There's too many cuddles, mate. There's too many. You know. Do you think Dyson looks at these people, players in the eyes and like says that's not good enough? I can't see him doing that. Um, from what I see on the ground. Um, you know, it's all yeah, you know, concealing, yeah, consoling, and saying, you know, oh, you know, that's all right, mate. We'll get them next time. You know, all that. So again, it's that kind of leadership too. You know, sometimes your leader has to give some tough feedback, you know. It can't always be, she'll be right, mate, you know. Um, You need to have standards and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tip it on him on his 200th game and he's just turned 30. But, uh, you know, I would say that his style of leadership has not taken us forward. And, you know, uh, we've got a young list. Uh, We need to correct that. ASAP so that our new players or our developing players start to see, you know, what it means to represent us and they certainly need as as culture change um, and, you know, uh, change is the biggest thing I'm calling for. We need some disruptive momentum to shake what we've become and that's the best I can say it.
1: Absolutely, James. And, uh, look, talking about shifts and change, uh, perhaps it's time we go to a break after our <laughs> rappelings. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: probably right, mate. Oh, uh, look, I um, yeah, apologise to everyone. Uh, you just get to the point where you just got to spew and, uh, you know, you've got to well, you spew out your emotions sometimes and that's what I'm doing. Um, Yeah, I'm just so hurt for where we are. But you're right, mate, we should have a break and... Let's come back and mate, I challenge you find five players deserving the (laughs) votes in the Don's cast medal vote. (laughs) And you all listen to the Don's cast. And mate, we move on to the boats, and I found them incredibly difficult. Um, you know, sometimes in your big wins, it's hard to give out just five. And when your big losses, it's hard to find five. So, as <laughs> you go, mate. Oh, with great difficulty, um,
1: as always. Uh, it's sort of funny when in these kind of um, games, I, I don't necessarily go on. Um, you know who had you know their best performance. You know who beat their man and all the rest of it because it's very fine, very hard to find winners on the park. Uh, but I went for those who um, yeah demonstrated four quarters of effort, um, who showed a bit of spark when the you know side was otherwise lifeless. Um, so if I go from the bottom, um, I gave one vote to Archie Perkins. I thought um, he was one bloke. Look, he only ended up with the nine disposals, Jane, but um, he put in all night. Um, laid the five tackles, and that's a big reason um, you know, I gave him the, uh, the vote and, and kicked a goal as well. Like um, That's one thing you can do um, as a player. Look, if you're not finding plenty of the footy, uh, there were plenty of blokes out there to tackle. Um, and yeah, it's pretty damning uh, when a second year player uh, lays five tackles and the you know, team as a whole has only laid the 30. So, uh, for showing the way, I gave one vote to Archie. Two votes actually gave to Andy McGrath. Now I have been critical of Andy McGrath over this season, um, but I think yeah you, know, you have to uh, give credit where credit's due. I thought he worked um, pretty hard during the game on, on what was a, a very tough night for us. Um, and yeah, obviously he racked up the twenty disposals, um, had fifteen kicks. Um, yeah, didn't use it overly well, but it has it has been slightly better from previous um, because. Uh, even though in the end he only went at 68% uh, disposal efficiency, he still had you know seven score involvements and five intercept possessions. Uh, but the one thing that really impressed me, you know, at the game, Jane, is he started to show that he's willing to um, you know fly the flag and um, you know, I suppose show some care for the jumper. Uh, you know, when Jai Caldwell got smacked by McCartan, um, he was the one bloke who went in there and um yeah, tried to ruffle a few feathers. know, um, yeah, the boys, boys joined him, so showed a bit of leadership there. So, um, yeah, two votes to Andy McGrath. Uh, three votes. I went to Zach Reed. Uh, now, again, like he he wasn't a world beater on the night or anything like that. Um, far from it. Um, you yeah, know, he did get uh, sucked to the ball on plenty of occasions. Yeah, there was that that one uh, in the third quarter or um uh, or in the fourth game where. Uh, he had to attack the footy at the contest, and he initially started going towards the footy and then got a bit scared and sort of jumped, and um, he ended up, uh, yeah, we, we coughed up the footy on that occasion, but I thought, um, you know, as a one-on-one defender, he's really showing some, some nous nice down there, took the game high, 10 marks for his game there, uh, Jamie, uh, which I thought, like, that showed real class from me, and he... Um, had 10 kicks um, from that, used the ball really well, went 84.6% uh, by foot, had the six MSF possessions. And I thought, yeah, you know, he's really showing something, this young bloke. So it has to play. Um, I'm loving seeing him develop. So three votes to Reedy. Four votes, I went to Mason Bridman. Um, Look, you know, there were some moments of the game where, he, um, you know, he, he took the game on where perhaps he, he could have um, made a better option. But he took the game on and that was the point of difference on the night. Um, you know, he played a really um, sort of hard running game of the night. Actually nearly had the 500 metres gained for us uh, over the course of the night. Had six marks, uh, 19 disposals. Um, but he was one who showed a lot of physicality. Now, you know, it shows he's only got, he, he hasn't got a tackle to his name, uh, but he was definitely one who was, uh, who was cracking in uh, and, uh, yeah, had the, four Contested possessions, which is sort of testament to that, six intercept possessions as well. Um, so I thought, um, he played a, a, a pretty good game for us, and otherwise, Dell performance for the club. Uh, but for the five votes, I actually went for Nick Hind. And again, people might question my decision making there, and that's totally fine. I, I certainly welcome opposing point of views. Um, but again, on the night when you know, the our game plan was so stagnant. Our forward line was so stagnant. Our you know, defenders were just getting sucked up. He was one who took the game on. Had 522 metres gained for us, James. Um, you know, ran the lines. Um, yeah, you know, Looks you know, quite good on those occasions. Started to show a bit more physicality in his game. Played the two tackles, uh, which is great to see. Had a clearance, had a goal assist. Um, yeah, Had a shot at goal himself. Uh, unfortunately, missed uh, on that occasion. But it's showing he's got that attacking mindset back, which is really... Uh, promising to see. Um, so I gave him the, the five, but as you say, it was pretty tough um, task to, to pick those votes, James. So I'd be interested to see
0: how you read it. Oh, well, I actually went similar, mate. Um, so <laughs> we must have a, a twisted way of looking at footy, I guess, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I went five for Redmond. Uh, sorry, five for Hine. Um, yeah, at least he tried to generate some run and, get through the Swan's defence, which really held up well uh, most of the night. At least he tried to take the game on a fair bit. Yep. Um yeah, Redmond for the same reason, like Redmond, am um, I've got to say, at times um yeah, I don't know how much he mans up at times because it mm-hmm. definitely chases the footy a bit. But I, I mean again, he's one of those players who can send the ball forward. A fair bit, you know, um, and uh, look, our, our defenders are absolutely killed by the Swans like you yep. not, not forgetting that when I give these votes. It's more um, I don't blame just that individual player. i blame the system and, uh, you know, like there should be other players covering for their man when they do take the game on. Um, yeah. So, and then I gave uh, three to Archie Perkins again, this was mainly because he could hold his feet and he took five tackles, mate, um, yeah. or had five tackles. Um, so he's a handy player. And, and let's not forget, he doesn't play in the midfield a lot. Yeah. So he was playing mainly forward and still generated that many tackles. So you know, five out of 30 is a pretty big effort. Um, Two I gave to uh, Zach Reed. I thought, you know, he's really developing down there. Um, Mind you, he had plenty of chances to develop the amount of ball that was coming down. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, yeah, I think he's going to be a very good player for us um, and, you know, he's going to keep getting games into him. And one vote to Nick Martin. Um, didn't get as much of the footy this, uh, this night, but he had the 15 disposals. But he um, everything he does is a bit of class and that's kind of lacking at the moment. So he stood out to me so I gave him one vote. So where yeah. are we stacked up?
1: Right? Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, there's plenty of um, plenty of blokes on the field, but uh, no clear standouts really at the moment. So if I go from the bottom, uh, so we've got one vote to Hobbs, uh, two votes to Sammy Durham, three votes apiece to Andy McGrath, Dyson Apple, Tom Cutler, four votes to Jai Caldwell, five each to Waterman and Reed, seven to Jordan Ridley, eight to Jaden Liberty. 11 to Matt Guelphie, 12 to Archie Perkins, 14 to Jake Kelly, 16 to Zach Merritt, 17 to Sam Draper, 19 each to Nick Hind and Mason Redman, 20 to Dylan Shield, 25 to Peter Wright, Nick Martin's on 34 and remaining in front is Darcy Parrish with 42 Don's Cast Medal votes.
0: And it's amazing, after nine rounds, you know, the leader's on 42. And when you total like 10 votes, um, you know, the best you can get is 10 votes. Mm. That just goes to show that after nine rounds, he's, uh, our leader's got 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty low. So there's no real standout, even with Darcy holding on. And like many people would say, you give him votes for Saturday night. I just couldn't cop that, mate. You yeah. he, um, he may get the footy. And, he Really died in that second half, I thought as well. Yeah, um, and yeah, uh, you know, I just there's no uh, no reason other than his possession numbers to give you votes. So, um, yeah, well, I guess uh, we're now going to trepidation against a Richmond side on dream time. Uh, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> not a great uh, enjoyment to out of the
1: game, I don't think. Um, yeah, well, uh, as I, uh, as I uh, have the thing called on um, Blitz, Nightmare at the G. Um, yeah. yeah which, <laughs> is, which is a bit sad because, you know, this is something that, yeah, obviously Essendon um, has kicked off. It's, you know, a great... Um, yeah, Essendon does have a great history with, you know, drafting and, and fostering Indigenous talent. Um, but we've fallen, again, a long way uh from that jane uh you know and on the night it looks like we're going to struggle to get um you know even one indigenous player uh from our list to to play in the uh you know doug nichols round um which is uh which which is pretty sad um that you know effectively we've, uh, we've had tipper and that's about it um
0: next one you know, might yeah you know, if he get up i don't know if he's injured or not but mm. Um, he could be one player that maybe get
1: a well, game. Well he hasn't, he hasn't played even VFL level footy James so we'd be you know, clutching at straws and um, look I would, as, as bad as we are with our, yeah, managing injured players obviously yeah, see Stringer brought in early, he's done a heavy won't see him for weeks, um, Cox had done his ankle we played him early, he's now gone for the season um,
0: Harry Jones, yeah. they tried to get him going two or three times um yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean So it. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a bit sad. So I'm not looking forward to um, uh, the result. And yeah, it is a, a bit of an indictment on the club. I think that yeah you know, we haven't um, drafted as much you know, Indigenous talent. You know, we've um, uh, as I said, we've got a proud history of it, but certainly we've seemed to have skirted away from that over the years. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens um, on that night. But, uh, yeah, that's the – yeah, the vote's as it stands as it is any, anyway, Jane. Um, yeah, so now we've got to go through and uh, buy the numbers, which is, again, pretty tough ask after a loss like that. Oh uh,
0: mate. Um, I think we'll keep them brief tonight because, uh, like I said uh, – I remember when we discussed doing a pod for the first time, mate, we just said, like, we've got to hold our emotions in check. <laughs> I don't think we've done a good job tonight, to be honest. But, um, yeah, because you don't want to be just um, yeah, firing off, you know, bullets and, uh, you know, kicking into our own players and stuff like that. And, mm. um, you know, for the most part, I think we have managed that a bit, like, uh, I think Braden Hance probably caught the most, um, <laughs> most of your wrath, mate. But I, I mean, like, you know, I've been there, joining you at times. But I mean, um, you know, the bottom line, you know, I think the board's fair game, and I think that's why we went after him. But I, I think we, we need to be mindful of players because, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, um, this is their lives as well. well um, not that our words travel too far, mate, but I mean, you know, um, I just don't, you know, mental health is such a big thing as well. Like, yep. um, So I think we need to be mindful of that as well. So, um, well, why don't we have a quick, very quick break to compose ourselves and come back <laughs> and do really, um, the other numbers, mate? you listening to Don's Cast. Well, mate, we do it each week. Win or loss? And this year, mainly in losses. Um, <laughs> let's go by the numbers. and Let's start with number one, Andy McGrath.
1: Yeah, I, as I said in, in the votes, uh, yeah, I, I thought he really stood up. Um, you know, at times on the match, I still don't think he had an incredible game, but he, he did show a, a bit of fight there. So, um, yeah, I'd give him a pass on the on the night's performance.
0: Yeah, um again, he plays his best footy from defense. And I thought he started well the game um and he was in mm. position there. But mm. again we got sucked in and we pushed him in the midfield and I think that's where he, his deficiencies come out. Um yep. at this stage. So like yeah, again, his effort always there. Um but yeah, but I think he Truck just has to learn let him settle in that back line, right? Um We need that, you know, him and Hind can form a pretty good combination down back with a bit of pace. So, um, yeah, let's hope, uh, you know, we're kind of steering him away from the um, midfield and, you know, put that time into Hobbs and Perkins and, you know, um, get them more minutes in there and try and develop them. Um, But, yeah, uh, a fairly decent game by Andy without being spectacular. Sam Draper, mate. I'm um, really struggled to find the footy uh, like he has most of the year. And this, he didn't seem to have the most uh, the same jump or, or zip um, that he's had previous in previous games. I thought he was he looked pretty lackluster at times. Yeah. Um, and just the four disposals, mate. Um, you know, not that you know it was a great night for Ruffman, but same token. Um, yeah, I think I remember him taking one mark for the day. Like yeah. it's not great, and um. Yeah, so a lot of work to do for Sammy. And I think even last week I gave him the vote uh, mainly just on his uh, energy and that, that was kind of lacking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just thought he was uh, pretty subpar, to be honest.
1: Yep, and that's that's fair. I mean, um, look, last week he only got the four disposals as well, but um, he had so much more impact um, on the match. Yeah, this game, it very rarely sighted. Um, that mark he took was a, was a beauty. Um, but apart from that, he, he really didn't impact the game. Um, I thought he was pretty soundly beaten. So um, a very average game from Sam Draper, I'd have to say.
0: Darcy Parrish uh, has no problem finding the footy, mate. 31 disposals, mm. uh, 12 kicks, 19 handballs, four marks, just a one tackle. Um, you know, even when you look at the percentages, uh, the efficiency he's used at 77%, which all sounds great. But... But again, mate, it's just you may get the footy, but he's got no defensive work at all. And um, you know, sometimes the game calls for it, and yep. um, his awareness and that sometimes is like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like pretty empty numbers. The disposals, like at the game, like there were times where you could see, him, um, uh, you know, trying to work the ball or whatever. Um, but I think he's also a a victim of like this lack of a system um, that we've got, um, you know, we often don't know where to kick to. And when you have no clear choice, no one's demanding the footy, uh, the ball would just go into space. And, yeah, Sydney defenders love that. They got all over it and uh, would whip it straight back over her head. So his, his impact was made um, largely ineffective. And I thought, yeah, even though he, he showed plenty of run and found the footy, um, yeah, I don't think he, um, yeah, made his impact felt on the game. Uh, so a pretty average game from Darcy Parish for mine.
0: He really died out of the game too. He only had three disposals in the last quarter. Um, yeah, so you know, pretty much struggled um, getting getting there. You know, in the end, um, you know, took a lot out of him in the game. Obviously, because it seemed like he had no energy in that last quarter. Um, Jai Caldwell mate, he took that fantastic courageous mark fortunately got a little bit injured out of it mm. um but yeah you and know, he hadn't had a lot of the 40 but like um yeah you know, he just had the 10 disposals four kicks examples uh two marks and three tackles uh so 10 percent of our tackles mate that uh, was from joe um yeah he needs to spend more time in the actual midfield in the guts um you know, he's a bit of a bull for his age i reckon and, um yeah, I'd like to see him get more exposure there, but uh, hopefully, he's not out for too long with that AC joint.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, he doesn't lack for courage, uh, Caldwell. Um, like that was, yeah, he knew the impact was going to come, um, uh, but he he still went for it anyway. So, um, no, nah, hand, hand's up to him. Um, but uh, look, I, I think he's still a young. Developing player, because um, he you couldn't say he had a, a massive impact um, on the game. Like he, uh, Yeah, he works bloody hard. You, you see that. Um, but uh, no, I think he did, definitely does need that opportunity to be in the guts uh, as a bit of a clearance ball game. Um, so definitely back your call to, to give him those minutes. But yeah, on the game, look, as courageous as he was, um, I couldn't see any more than a, than a solid
2: game for us.
0: Yeah. Uh Zach Barrett really struggled to find a footy. Um, just the 14 disposals, mate. Um, mm. Six kicks, eight handballs, four marks and one tackle. Uh, I found with him, mate, I wondered how much of that knock you know, left him a bit dazed. Um, yeah. You know, because that was a big hit to the face. And uh, mm. yeah, he certainly wasn't the normal Zach Merritt, Uh, You know, I don't think I've ever seen, yeah, since he's early days have only 14 disposals yep. Yeah, when he's played most of the game. Um, mm. So, yeah, I reckon he's really struggled. In that last quarter, mate, he had one disposal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, unheard of numbers for Zach Merritt. So hopefully he's not uh, – he wasn't concussed and played through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully he's okay for this week.
1: Absolutely, James.
0: Yeah, Um
1: I don't know. I think the like Sydney just played um, like they outbodied us and outworked us all over the ground, but particularly in the in the midfield there. So um, perhaps it's a it's a bit of yeah you know, he's a victim of that because um, they weren't working for each other. But um, yeah, certainly wasn't the same after that yeah you know, that big hit on him. Um, so like yourself, James. Hopefully, you know, rests up is able to come back again next week, but. Um, yeah, certainly not your, your, your usual Zach Merrick game. Um, but I've got no doubt he'll he'll lift from here.
0: Uh, ben Hobbs, I thought he's improving, mate, every, every game. Um, mm. He found 17 disposals, eight kicks, nine handballs, five marks. Just the one tackle. But, um, yeah, you know, I like him, what I see. And, you know, you know, we've just got to keep playing the kid. I, you know, I really think uh, he's going to be a long-term player for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely, James. Like just the way he cracks in, um, you know, I liked his uh, his goal there, and you know he had another shot at goal. I unfortunately, missed that. But um, yeah, he does um, he does seem to want to get dangerous, gets in dangerous positions. Um, shows he's got that ability to define the footy, um, but it's just decision making at times um, uh, can let him down, and his uh, I suppose disposal um, as well. Like he's uh, yeah he's gone at fifty eight point eight percent. And uh, yeah, as, as good as it is at getting the footy and winning the contested ball, like he won the nine contested possessions, uh, you have to use the ball better than that if you're to be effective at the AFL level. Um, but I've got no doubt he'll absolutely lift from here. Um, so I thought a, another a good game in, in his development.
0: Dylan Shearer, mate. Uh, Luke Parker's mate. Yes. Um, 20 disposals, five kicks, only 15 handles, one mark. Two tackles, um, you know, use the ball at 65% efficiency. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, to think he had 20 disposals, pretty hard to believe. Um, so a lot of that was just handball, deferring pressure, and so forth. Yeah, um, yeah, he looks a shell of the player we invested in, and um, yeah, I'll fail to see him playing this week. I just think that uh, Truffle will be out of public pressure and we'll find Dylan chill in the VFL this weekend.
1: Well, look, you know, it's, it shouldn't be public pressure that forces this move, Jane. That performance can't be accepted by the club. doesn't matter how well you're paid. Um, mm. Because at the end of the day, you're a midfielder. You're, you know, your job is to win the ball uh, and get it going our way. Yeah, get us in the intact positions so we can kick goals. That's essentially... Um, yeah, yeah, particularly as a as attacking midfielder, like he's he's got that run that we know he's capable of. Um, but from his twenty disposals, Jane, he managed sixty nine meters gained. Um, like that can't be, um, you know, a good measure of, of how well you're using the footy or um, able to sort of move the, the ball forward for us um, going our way. I, um, there were plenty of times out of the park where he, he was you know, walking or um, jogging, you know, a long way off where the uh, uh, the opposition was. You know, whether it was to man up, he certainly doesn't do that. Um, and you know, even you know, chasing for a tackle, um, I, it's just um, I, I don't know. Like I know he obviously um, he works really hard um, at his own game. Um, but that's as an individual. You have to work within the team structures. And I think that's where he's letting me down. I've got no doubt in my mind. He prepares himself physically um, each and every week to uh, to play. But his mind's just not in the game, Joe. And and you have to play. It's a team game. It's not a Dylan Shield game. It's a team game. Um, and, you know, those sorts of performances out of the park can't be accepted. Um If he's not dropped, uh, yeah, that's that's an indictment on the club, Um, because that that's certainly not um, that can't be put down on Dylan Shealy himself. Like he he'll rock out and put out you know what he does, um, but it's what the club expects uh, from here on. Where are those standards that Brasher talked about a couple of years ago, James? Um, Yeah, he's certainly one that um, didn't lift up live up to it on this occasion.
0: Aaron Francis really struggled, mate. Um, he kicked that goal, the first goal of the match. Um, but just the four disposals, three mm. kicks, one handball, two marks. Now, admittedly, the ball didn't come down to our forward line very well. It was always in possession. But, like, I mean, to manage just four disposals, um, yeah. And this is where I blame Truff a bit too. Like, yes. our back line was just getting smashed, right? Mm. Why not try and throw him back? try and get him involved in the game, maybe get some confidence. He didn't see it at all. He just stuck him in barren ground where there's nothing happening and uh, everything's a contest down there. Like, yeah, he, There's just no dare in Rutten's coaching and uh, you know, all our coaching group's coaching. No one thought, let's chuck it there back and see if he can take a few marks, maybe grab some confidence out of that. Mm. Uh, not, nothing like that. They just left him there and... We know Aaron's a real confidence player, and um, yeah, so I don't know what they were expecting, you know, how he was going to improve from that. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like uh, what they do with selection. But gee, it must be there must be a lot of players a little bit nervous on selection night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, one thing I didn't see Franger I do, I, don't, I wonder if it's you know with a lack of direction or. Um, lack of confidence or what it is, but I didn't see Francis, you know, run up the ground to try and collect the footy either. Um, He stayed basically within the arcs and um, yeah, like he's a guy we know can take a clunk. Um, If he's feeling, you know, not um, 100% confident in front of goal, then yeah, come out um, and be that sort of half forward. Obviously Sydney's a a smaller ground, so you can get sucked up as a half forward and basically, you know, know, kicked over the top of, but um, yeah, I think he would have really benefited from some time yeah, actually getting the footy in his hands. Um, and I will totally back that call to take him down back and go, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll shift Francis down back and bring Redmond to a wing or um, whatever the case may be. Uh, we had to do something and, um, yeah, pretty uninspired coaching. Um, yeah, I, I, obviously, you have to say on output, that was an average game from Francis, but, um, yeah, I I agree with your sentiment. I put that down to a lot of coaching as well.
0: Yeah. Um, Tom Cutler, mate, he got a lot of the footy, uh 21 disposals, sixteen kicks, five handballs, three marks and just a one tackle. But he only went at 48% disposal mm. efficiency. Yep.
2: Um
0: and like, you know, that's just really surprising. Um, you know, he did gain four hundred and seventy-three meters. Um, but yeah, I'm Never even considered him in my voting, you know, with those kind of stats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a... I don't know. yep, got plenty of the footy, but kind of a nothing game um, where you couldn't say he made an impact. So I'd have to say an average game from from Cutler and certainly his disposal uh, left a lot to be desired.
0: Jordan Ridley got a fair bit of the footy, mate, too. He got 22 disposals, 18 kicks, four handballs, three marks, one tackle... um, but yeah, he's yeah, and he's went at eighty six percent efficiency, and you know, like, but he just, he just can't defend, mate. He's got to be a third man up. That's basically his role. Like they've tried to make him more of a one on one defender, mm. but it really hasn't worked for him. Um, you know, he's, you know, prior to this season, he, you know, he's probably our best young player coming through, uh, in terms of like he was so rest assured with the footy and so forth. I think everything's unpacked a little bit for him. Um, Mm. So, yeah, like, I'd like to see him get some confidence too and maybe relieve him of some of the pressure of trying to make him responsible for a player because he's not playing his best footy. Um, And maybe, yeah, that's where you get creative and, you know, start assigning, you know, Players like Reid and that into that role so they can get used to that and get Ridley to be a third man to help those younger players to take on that position.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of it for me seems to stem from um, like the cohesion of the back line um, with the introduction of Jake Kelly. Now, I don't put it on Jake Kelly, I put it down to the coaches, um, you know, not being able to, you know, make that back line hum. Um, more or less. You know, we saw last year, even though we were sort of cobbled together unit down there, we actually played for each other. And, you know, they they played as a back six as opposed to six blokes trying to defend the footy, if that um, sort of makes sense. Um, So, and yeah, we've heard it uh, talked about from numerous people, so Ronald Connolly uh, and all the rest of it, where we brought Jake Kelly in. What did we bring Jake Kelly in for, James? We brought him in to focus on the smalls. Did he play on the smalls at the game? Um, I mean, at times he went on to Heaney, but um apart from that, you know, when Papley started to get a hold of us, you know, who was on Papley? Uh, you know, I I think we we went um, you know, might have been Redmond or um that sort of zone defense because we saw uh Shield um yeah, supposedly, you know, Manny Papley, uh, but we obviously on the division that we saw uh, throughout the week. Um, yeah, he obviously wasn't taking that man, um, so they are able to uh, grab the footy at will there. So I think uh, Ridley's a bit of a, a victim of that, where um, because Jake Kelly is effectively almost playing Ridley's role, um, they're both flying at the same footy. Um, there's no, uh, I suppose... Um, Clear delineation of um, you know, who's the man on man defender and who's the third man up. Like Jordan Ridley has the class; he should be that third man up. But um, at the game, and I don't know if you've um, yeah noticed the same, James. But certainly, uh, they all seem to be going towards the same footy. Um, and yeah, no wonder that the opposition is getting so many scoring shots when they got um, you know three men when we were sucked
2: into the one ball. Yeah, it's just. Uh...
0: Yeah, the lack of cohesion, like you said, mate, I think that's the the thing that we pick up the most, isn't it? Like um mm. you just see that this is not gelling as a unit. But um yeah, Jaden Laverde, you know, again he tries so hard that guy, you know, he's undersized, yeah. he he's given up probably <laughs> 20 centimetres or fifteen yeah. centimetres at least to buddy. Uh he tries hard, 80 disposals, 10 kicks, uh eight handballs, seven marks, mm. uh the one tackle. But um, yeah, he, he went at 89% efficiency, mate. So mm-hmm. he used the ball pretty well um, and didn't gain a lot of meters, only 213 meters gained. But um, yeah, I, I, Jaden is another one of those players. That, yeah, certainly through no lack of effort. But yeah, to me, he's just, he's our fullback and um, his body type is probably more suited to being a very good Halfback flanker or floating halfback. Um, yeah, he's, he he's so strong that he can yeah. somehow hold his own against some of these monsters. But um, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, yeah, he the weight of pressure gets him in the end usually because there's just so much footy coming through that backline. So yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he yeah once again his his effort was 100 percent there. Certainly don't question that.
1: Yeah, it was James. Um... But look, as much as I love Laverty, and like I take nothing away from his his effort on the night, um, you know he didn't need a share after the game because he got an absolute bath from Buddy Franklin. Um, uh, you know, just all night uh, he was able to demand and um, and grab the footy again. He was um, he was lucky that Buddy wasn't um, accurate on the night. Um, but uh, look, uh, yeah. I have to say it's an average game from the Verdi, but again, not putting that squarely on his shoulders because certainly his his effort was definitely there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Archie Perkins, mate. um, Look, he only had nine disposals and I gave him votes, but um, he had six kicks, three handballs, three marks, five tackles. um, And there seems to be a reluctance from the club to give him too much midfield time. Um, So uh you know, he's had to do all of that basically from a half-forward plank and a little bit of on-ball time. Yep. Um Yeah, not a not a great deal of numbers. And he used the ball pretty low. He at only 44% as well. Um So it wasn't uh, what he did. But, gee, he can hold his ground, can't he? Like, you yep. never see him get tackled to the ground. Somehow he's got the core strength to stay upright. Um, mm. So I think that can make him pretty special player in time and yeah let's hope um, yeah he's going to get more opportunities uh, in the midfield um, you know so he can develop that craft because yeah with his body size you know that 188 centimeter tall we, we kind of need that kind of height as a point of difference for our midfield
1: certainly do mate um, yeah I gave him votes um, yeah love his hardness and he's a good user of the footy, so I've got no doubt he'll continue to develop um, so, uh, yeah, I'd say a good game from Archie Perkins um, and he'll find plenty more of the footy uh, as he continues to develop his nous.
0: I guess some will say, surprisingly, you know, Nick Hynde got top votes from both of us, mate. But, um, you know, 18 disposals, 14 kicks, four handballs, three marks, two tackles. Uh, you know, he, he's... Um, when he generates speed and so forth and tries to cut through, I really admire that lock.
2: Like,
0: mm. um, you know, he, he gained 522 metres on the night. Um, so, yeah, I, I back him for that. I'd like him to do that more. Um, and that's where I, I think he needs, like, a partner in terms of McRae doing it also, so it's not so predictable that the opposition can just kind of be aware of him and try and t- limit his impact. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's had a, you know, a pretty good game and a pretty poor team in
1: uh, night. He's still there, mate? Oh, yeah, still here, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously I gave him best on, not much more from mine. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to get best on, um, when he, I mean, he had a solid performance. He wasn't great, uh, but I think that just uh, talks to the... Um, yeah, disconnect as to where we're at as a footy club.
0: Uh, I fear for our listeners, mate. I've got my co-host falling asleep on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we must be good for insomnia. Um, no, I'm only joking, mate. Um, all right, Peter Wright, again, okay, got his two goals, which is pretty good in um, out of six uh, in terms of how much the ball was coming down, but really didn't do much else but those two goals. Um, you know, he's only taken the one mark in the night. Um, yeah, that's... Pretty tough night for a big guy. Um, yeah, so not much to say about Peter, in my view.
1: Yeah, well, it does make it easier when you don't move for the footy, Jane. You have to lead as a forward. That's, I, I just found that um, utterly perplexing on the night. Um, I was pretty disappointed, you know, watching it, Jane. Um, that can't be a coaching direction to just ask for the ball to be popped on your head. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Good, good to get two goals, but um, yeah, I hope you know our forward coach is um, going to look at that and and do something because uh, it just, uh, yeah, it's it's not good enough. Uh, yeah, you look at uh, no, less said the better. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, average <laughs> night for Peter Wright. hiding your tongue, mate. Mm. Um, Dyson Heppell. Um, yeah, great achievement. 200 games for the club um, and, and he has tried to lead us through a pretty difficult time for the club. Uh, so he had the 23 disposals, 14 kicks, 9 angles, 4 marks, uh, no tackles, which is a common trend. Yeah, obviously mm. not the quickest player. Um, but yeah, he, his impact was minimal, I thought. Um, and uh, yeah, he got to see a fair bit of footy, but yeah, you know, just uh yeah, just a just an average performance from hip
1: in my yeah, and that's right. Like he saw a fair bit of footy, but he saw a fair bit of footy go over his head. Um and, and that's yeah, the last couple of years we've sort of wanted to play that, I suppose, that backline general kind of role to straighten us up. Um that's been a, a an abject failure. Yeah. Um like I'm not putting that solely on Hippel's shoulders, but um yeah, he's, he's the captain, he's the one yeah, that needs to set standards and stuff down there. And I, uh, um, yeah, I don't see that happening, so yeah, very average performance for mine. Uh, but congrats for your 200 games with
0: too much cuddling, mate, and mm. not enough holding expectations. Um, Sam Durham, uh, didn't get a lot of the footy, mate, just the 10 disposals, and in a game that should have been right up his alley when you yeah. think about it. Um, so I thought it was a pretty disappointing effort from Sam. Um, you know, admittingly, like, he's seen position in that the dead man's land of our forward line. Mm. But, um, again, just the 10 disposals and, you know, five marks, zero tackles, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty quiet game for Sam.
1: It absolutely was. Um, But you also have to keep in mind, it was only a week ago right from the game, but he was crook as a dog, couldn't get out of bed. Um, but seven days later, we're... We're playing him. Um, and, you know, for a, for a footy player to say, oh, no, nah, I can't play today, um, sounds pretty big. He must have been pretty bloody crook. Um, but we're playing him. I mean, we saw the, the same thing with uh, sort of Redmond the, the week before, but we had to we had to play and We didn't have blokes on the on the park. Um, so I do question, um, you know, did we bring him back too early? Was he 100% right for the game? Because um, certainly... Uh, he still cracked in, uh, Jane, but his uh, ability to find the footy and um, and use the footy uh, was certainly down from his usual standard. So, um, no, average game from Sam Durham, but I'm not sure it's 100% um, yeah, just on him.
0: Yeah, Brian, maybe struggled out there. He, he did try. Yeah, six disposals, mm-hmm. four kicks, two handballs, Took four marks, so he was about best the best mark in Ruckman on the night. Yeah. Um, and only the nine hit-outs. Um, yeah, going up against uh, the big Richmond, Ruffman, and Soldo, and uh, I think it's Soldo and Um, um I, I can see uh, Phillips coming back in. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see who holds their spot out of Brian and Draper. You know, uh, Draper's performance is pretty, pretty poor. Um, so it would be interesting to see. I can't see us going with three Ruffman on it a no. winter night in, uh,
1: you know, coming up. But, um, yeah, what, what do you think, mate? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I still think uh, Draper will be the one they they go with. He's got the more, um, uh, I suppose, solid body and all the rest of it. Um, and Nick Bryan, yeah, he struggled to find the footy uh, out there on the night. So I'm not sure you'd uh, you'd opt for him over, uh, over Draper. I mean, you're talking about the difference between two possessions at the end of the day, you know, Drake with four and him with six. Um, I do uh, think, you yeah, know, obviously Nick Bryan's a much better user of the footy, um, but Richmond play a very um, attacking style, and I'm not sure that's going to suit Nick Bryan at this stage of his career. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he had an average game. Um, and look, he's a young ruckman. I've, I've got nothing, um, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's not, um, I suppose, a, a black mark against his name or anything like that, um, you've got to have that, games like this. Um, so, yeah, I think he uh, he, he tried, but, uh, yeah, just didn't turn out for him in the night.
0: Mason Redman, we both gave pretty good votes, so we've mm-hmm. probably said a lot about him. But, um, yep. yeah, like I said, uh, six marks, that's probably a good thing to have, but, uh, yeah, like, um, tough game for him uh, as well. Tough game being the team, and we saw his verbal interaction with Dylan Shield about Dylan Shield not covering for him. Yep. Yeah. There
2: so yeah, yeah. So that's well, I
1: don't know when the players are fighting, um, they get each other out on the ground. That shows yeah the frustrations they're feeling as a as a team. And we saw it years ago with you know Brendan Goddard, Goddard and. Uh, Joe Danaher and all the rest of it, it's not a good look. Um, so we look like a very disconnected team out there. So, uh, yeah, solid performance from Redders. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've just got to lift as a team.
0: Jay Kelly's really struggled on the night, mate. And, um, you yeah, know, just the nine disposals, three kicks, six samples four marks, one tackle. And, he, gee, and every time I looked up, he was running behind someone who took a mark, you know. Yeah. That's obviously our know, whole... I'm not putting it just on Kelly, but he must have had a shocking night. And, um, you know, it'd be hard to get confidence playing like that.
1: Yeah, he it was, it was chasing a lot of behinds on the night, James. And, mm. and that's the thing that frustrated me so much. When we were getting beaten around the footy, um, you know, that's uncontested and contested footy, um, we were constantly at least five metres off our man all night. And, yeah, you know, the Swans, they used the ball really well. They would, just cut us up by foot. Um, so if you're already five, by, five meters behind and they're using a wide well by foot, you're not going to chase them. You're not going to get them. Um, so you're effectively you as a defender are almost out of the game um, because all you can do is stand on the mark and um, just wait for them to kick it over your head. So um, uh, the, like the system system stinks, James, um, and unfortunately our um, defenders are paying the price for it. And uh, yeah, you'd have to say Jake Kelly had a very average game of the night.
0: Zach Reid, both got, it, got it in our votes too, mate. Um yeah. you know, as young developing backman. Probably said a, a lot about him, but um I like the way that you know goes for his marks, you know. Mm. Ten marks. Um there's you know, no mean feet in the conditions. So I it was pretty damp and um yeah, so I, I thought he played a pretty good game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like his uh... Liked his game, I you know, Liked how he went for his marks and all the rest of it. And does show a bit of poise and class when he's got the footy. So, uh, nah, good game from Zachary.
0: Matt um, like his effort's always there. We always talk about this, mate. He um, you know, didn't get a lot of the footy, but you know, did try, I thought, again. Um, mm. You know, Again, he, he spends a lot of the time up the forward half. Um, so, like, he's not getting a lot of looks down there. Mm. He tried to play this lock-in um uh, forward, but, uh, you yeah, know, unfortunately it's pretty tough going and, you know, we were so disorganised.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, effort there, but uh, it was a pretty dirty night uh, for him, you have to say, so overall uh, an average performance from golf.
0: Yeah, um, and then you got Nick Martin who, uh, you know, like, didn't get a lot of the footy, but as you say, was playing that link role. Um, everything he does do is pretty classy and, you um, you know, he's starting to get a little bit more attention paid onto him, but uh, I still thought he had a decent game and kicked a nice goal.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. Um, you know, he's he's got the minus touch sometimes, um, where you'll just make something out of nothing. I felt I thought he had a pretty tough night uh, because even though he was um, collecting a bit of the footy and um, looked to be trying to make things happen, um, nothing really stuck for him, and I. I do put that down to the lack of movement in our forward line. Um, yeah, because, yeah, the five-score involvement's in the end, but was actually using the ball at, you yeah, 86%. Um, percent. So it's not his ball use that was a was problem. I, yeah, I still think there's some major problems in our forward line. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it sort of overall meant that Nick Martin um, it didn't have a huge impact on the game where it really... Um, yeah, guys could have uh, gobbled up his his use of the ball, but um, yeah, so a solid game from Nick Martin.
0: And uh, Alec Waterman came in as a, a medical sub uh, when Jai Caldwell was subbed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get a lot of opportunity getting up forward. Uh, five kicks, uh, sorry, five disposals, three kicks, two handballs, one mark, two tackles. Um, which is pretty good in um, two tackles. I mean, like most mm. of most of most of our other um, yeah, middle. So, um, yeah, a midfield player, sorry. Um, so, yeah, just a, a, a tough game for him. It wasn't really suited to him conditions. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the take out of that game for Ali.
1: Nah, but, I mean, look, I, obviously that fourth quarter there, uh, was the third and fourth. Uh, Sydney were run all over us so and a lot of opportunity for him. Uh, but the point I do want to make is, like, he still came in um, – Yeah, he got five disposals, so he's able to collect a bit of footy, but he did lay two tackles because that's one thing you can do. If you're not getting a lot of footy, you can lay tackles. I want to say for a bloke who only played, you know, 24% of game time, Jane, um, to have laid two tackles, we had 15 blokes on the side that had one tackle or less.
0: Yeah, that's shocking. Uh,
1: Five blokes who didn't lay a single tackle. Um, So, you know, if a bloke can come on in the last quarter – uh, and lay like a couple. What, what are you doing for the for the rest of the game? uh, uh so um, yeah, that's the I suppose the disappointing thing. So for know yeah, Waterman, I think he done about as good as he could um, with a limited opportunity he had. Um, but now it's on the the rest of the, the side to to lift because that kind of performance is uh, yeah not good enough.
0: Uh, all right, mate. Well, I think this has kind of gone way over time this time. I know our podcasts are long anyway, but I yes. um, this one's probably yeah you know, stretched out, so we're sorry to everyone. You now, obviously, your choice to listen to it or not, but um, <laughs> I hope it's somewhat entertaining or therapeutic, whatever way. But um, all I would say is that uh, you know, uh, our VFL women, mate, they had a draw against the well, it was the top of the table clash between us yeah, yeah. Hawks? Awesome. And, yeah, you know, we had them, we were led by about 16 points or something um, late in the last, and the Hawks came back hard. So, had a draw. Um, so, it makes for an interesting final when um, you know, you guess the two teams will meet again. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, apart from that, um, obviously, BFL had a practice match. Um, and you know, obviously, we lost Nick Cox down. So, we now wait for dream time on Saturday night. and Let's hope um, we see a much stronger effort. Uh, yeah, we live in hope at Essendon.
2: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> till next week, go bombers.
2: Go, Dons.